Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to this. This is the first episode of Speaking of Signify, Signify's podcast that features illuminating conversations with key players at the world leader in lighting. I'm your host. My name is Ryan Miller. Very good to have you on board. We've got a really exciting season ahead. It's episodes, going to have conversations. You can listen to the podcast while you're doing whatever it is you do, commuting, riding your bike, going for a jog, making dinner. You can listen to it while you're sitting at your computer, whatever's going on. I'm here. I've got a great roster of guests. And this is the first episode. The guest is Mark van Beisterfeld, Signify's Chief HR Officer. And I sit down with Mark and we talk about how he creates an environment at Signify where 37,000 employees can bring their best selves to work and do their best. We also unpack one of Signify's five frontiers. That's from the five frontier strategy, the one that is closest to Mark's heart, I think, and also to what he does, which is the be a great place to work frontier. In the course of our conversation, Mark and I also dive into the intricacies of managing a global workforce through a pandemic, which we've done slash are doing, and how Signify balances bringing in new talent and upskilling existing employees, learning, of course, and growing the workforce in all senses of the word is very important to what we do at Signify, and I get into that with Mark. He also shares a piece of advice that he learned that helps him not worry so much. So without any further ado, let's just get right into it. Here it is, the first episode of Speaking of Signify, my conversation with Mark van Beisterfeld. Let me just ask a really basic question, and that is, what does a chief HR officer do? Well, that's an interesting question, of course, because that could be a day-to-day question or a responsibility question. But overall, I'm responsible for people at Signify and and making sure that we have the right infrastructure for employees to bring the best qualities to work, excel in what they do, be recognized, be rewarded, have a strong sense of belonging. So I think the HR team is uh, having the responsibility and I'm leading that team globally, which means that we take care of like around 37,000 employees worldwide with a team of around 400, 450 HR people. Wow. That is a big team. But I know also that the responsibility areas of HR are very important to signify. In fact, one of the frontiers of our five frontier strategy is to be a great place to work. And can you tell us just a little bit more, elaborate a bit on what that means to be a great place to work and also how that fits in to signify and the aspirations that we have as a company. Sure, I'm happy to do so uh, because that's one of my passions, of course, and creating a, a great place to work. First of all, I would say it's fantastic to see that we have people as an essential frontier in our strategy uh, as one of the five frontiers. And being a great place to work is what we aspire to be and what we're actually working on together with managers, uh, with employees, and with the HR function, because I think it's it's very important in that sense to realize always that this is something that a function doesn't own or do. I think it's very much something that we create together. And, and when we talk about being a great place to work, we actually focus on three key priorities. We want to make sure that we are excelling at building talent. 
So making sure that we are a company that builds talent, that ensures that we staff key positions from within, and actually that we grow from early career talent uh, that we bring into the organization and grow that early career talent into uh, senior leaders for the future. And the second priority that we have is really creating a diverse workforce and an inclusive workplace. So diversity and inclusion is the second uh, key pillar around uh, being a great place to work. And the third priority that we put in there is really making sure that we have the right skills for the future, both in terms of the commercial excellence and, and as well as in terms of our digital excellence. As you know, I think the, the world is digital nowadays, and digital is one of the core drivers behind our growth strategy, looking at digitizing our production services, digitizing our customer interfaces, and also digitizing our internal processes. And we want to make sure as the HR function that we have the right skills for now and for the future in terms of uh, driving that uh, transformation. So all in all, that makes the pillar of uh, being a great place to work. There's quite a lot in that answer. So I'm, and I'm not quite sure what area to pick up on. So I'm going to ask you, for you, what makes Signify a great place to work? Well, I think that's, uh, there's so many aspects. So where to start, I would But I think the excitement comes really from the transformations that we're going through as a company and the transformations that we're actually driving for our customers in the industry. The lighting industry is going through a huge transformation, going from conventional lighting into digital lighting and then now into connected lighting. And as the global market leader in lighting, we're driving that. I think we're shaping the market. We're answering the needs of our customers and actually we're showing what you can do with light beyond illumination. And I think that's in a company that drives that, I think, and then where you have impact in the, in the lives of, of people and also in the society, I think that's very energizing. The other element for me that's very energizing is then to make sure that all our employees are unique individuals. They have unique personalities, unique skills, unique backgrounds, and to blend that together and make sure that everybody actually can bring their best self to work and use that energy and talent then to, for, their, for drive a great solution, lighting solutions for customers. That that's really brings a lot of energy for me. Yeah, that keeps me and my team energized. Great. And just to pick up on that about bringing our best selves to work, I'm reminded that here we are in March 2021, and you and I used to work generally in the same office in Amsterdam. But for me, it's only been a handful of times that I've been in since the coronavirus swept around the world. And I'm wondering, how do you think Signify managed slash is managing this transformation to working from home that has been thrust upon us. And then the second part of that question is, what are the impacts that that will have in the future? Well, that's an interesting question, I think, because it's always difficult to look into the future. But I think the most interesting thing is nobody could rehearse, right? Neither could we. We couldn't rehearse this huge work from home experiment and creating, continue to create customer value together while being largely at home across the world. From the beginning of the pandemic, the health and safety of our employees and their families has been priority number one, whether they work from home or whether they work in our distribution centers or R&D laboratories or in our factories. We're taking all the, I think, possible measures to make sure that people are safe and stay safe. The second part is one of our values is greater together. That means as employees greater together, but also I would say even stretch that greater together with our, with our customers, right? So I think, so staying connected as being a huge driver for us, how do you stay connected when you don't see each other uh, as, as you're 
cell phone myself, Ryan, in, in, across the, uh, over the coffeemachine or, or somewhere in the hallway, right? So how do you stay updated, not only work-wise, but also just from a personal relationship? I think because things get done easier and faster if you know each other, if you trust each other, if you kind of have, have those smaller interactions which are not, not always planned. So we've put a lot of effort in making sure that we stay connected in teams as a leadership team, also with many teams across the world, but also from a commercial side with our customers. So I think that's really been one of the key focus areas. What will that bring us going forward? We also see, of course, a bit of the darker side of it, right? So we hear more and more when we connect to employees, it's not always easy, it's tough, right? It's from a mental health perspective. We hear that people find it difficult to be a bit more in isolation. And when you talk about a great place to work, of course, belonging is an important element of that, right? Feeling that you belong somewhere, that you belong at a company, that you have a deeper relationship with a company than only your contract, but that your relationship with the company is also about the values and the purpose that you share. And of course, being isolated at home uh, makes it more difficult. And that's also what we hear back. People, even if we do a lot of effort on staying connected, find it harder and harder to have that feeling of togetherness. And, and our worry is, of course, that we would see that a bit if it prolongs too long, I think you will see that back in the speed of things, uh, solving problems together and driving new innovations. What we will take from this, I think we will see that we can do with less travel, which has a very positive effect, I think, on our personal health sometimes, but also on the planet and our sustainability goals. We can connect for certain activities quite well digitally and online, but for others, you really need to be together. I think we also realize, I think, the value of being together and creating new solutions or finding solutions on problems or innovating or I think we're re-appreciating some of these things that we took for granted. Um, so I think that those are the things that I now foresee that are coming up and surfacing. But I think we haven't closed this book yet. And I think we haven't closed the learnings for all this pandemic. Although hopefully um, we all think uh, are looking at uh, going back to a little bit more normal. Yeah, hopefully soonish, but yes, of course. So I'm just thinking one of the elements you said is, you know, it's staffing where one of the components is to build talent and to grow leaders and, and to staff internally. And then I'm thinking how your own journey is maybe part of that story that you said you started at Signify 14 years ago. And I don't know your, your story, but so can you talk maybe from a personal perspective of how you see that growing leadership internally, how that has been for you? I am very grateful and appreciative of the, of the opportunities I've give, been given in the company. And I think I've, I've joined actually in the time of still Royal Phillips, taken on different HR business partner roles, both on the uh, consumer lifestyle side as on the, on the lighting side with the business of lamps and, and the LED. I've given the opportunity to lead a couple of large projects. So I think also that's part of our DNA that we give people. And I've experienced that myself, giving them stretch assignments. I've been leading... Um, carving out lighting from, from the Royal Phillips setup um, and actually uh, creating a standalone HR function, something I haven't, hadn't done before. So I think that's, that's part of who we are, I think, of recognizing competencies and skills with people, giving them stretch assignments, uh, helping them grow and making sure that we have an infrastructure that supports them. I experienced that myself. After that, I've been taking on a role more in the back office, uh, leading our HR services team, really getting much more familiar with shared services, uh, HR technology, also because digital is so much ingrained now in how we actually deliver solutions to our managers and employees on the HR side, supporting them with all kinds of digital platforms. And now taking the lead in uh, leading the HR function as a CHRO. So 
always given the opportunities to do things I love, always being challenged in the company to do something that I haven't done before. And I think that makes us who we are as a company also. And I think that's why we are, for instance, staffing more than 80% of our senior leadership positions from within. And we have a very healthy pipeline of growing and grooming leaders and also appointing them uh, for key positions. Great. And I now want to ask you about the because we have this uh, internal pipeline that is that is very strong. And then I'm not sure how you would characterize it, but with diversity and inclusion becoming, I don't know if it's more of a focus or something that we're talking about more explicitly, why is diversity and inclusion important to us and what are we doing about it? Yeah, I think it's a great question and an important one. And I think also it's it's important to put ourselves then in a, in a larger context as a company, right? So I think we're, we're seeing actually more emphasis on diversity and inclusion globally on different topics. When it's about women participation in the labor market, women representation in in boards, but also when it's about equality around nationalities and race. I think there are a lot of unfortunate incidents incidents also recently, I think that highlighted that we are maybe not always as equal as a society as we aspire to be. Then, of course, looking at ourselves as a company, We said we want to be a company where people feel they can bring their best selves to work and where you are able to fully participate. Then you enjoy yourself in terms of um, developing yourself, but also as a company, I think we benefit from that. And we've realized that so in our company, we still have improvement areas in terms of women in leadership positions. I think we're now at around 22% for senior leadership positions held by women. And we clearly have an ambition to go to uh, above 30% or so 34% in 2025, but also increasing inflow of early career talent in our organization. Currently, we have around 11% of our workforce below 30. And if you have such a strong strategy that's being enabled by digital, um, I think it's very important to leverage also the digital natives, right? So that are uh, coming into the workforce. So we have an ambition there to grow to around 20% of our workforce being below 30. And we still see that we have uh, work to do there. But it starts with, you talk about DNI. For me, that's very much diversity and inclusion. It's very much about valuing differences. We're not all the same. And that, that there's a value in that. At the same time, when you're not all the same, when you value differences, you need to make sure that everybody is able to fully participate, right? So that's the importance of inclusion. And then, of course, there needs to be fairness and impartiality in our internal processes and policies. When we reward people, when we promote people, that should be based on what you bring to work and nothing else. Makes perfect sense. And I think leads into the third component of being a great place to work, in, which you mentioned earlier about skills for the future. And so I think part of that is I see how bringing in early career talent or you know people under the age of 30, how this already, <laughs> this is a demographic that we think is equipped for the future. So I see how that's part of it. And then... Can you talk more about Signify's ambition in the digital space, in connected lighting for home and professional, and how we see equipping people with digital skills both for that and then also just in terms of ways of working? Because I think those are both related mm. and both important. Well, first, to start with our company, right? So we're the global market leader in lighting, and I think innovation is in our DNA. So if we see the industry the lighting industry going into connected lighting solutions, both for the professional world as for consumer systems. We are leading that. I think we're, we're leading it in terms of our propositions in 
you connected uh, and we have great propositions for the the home uh, with WIS a new acquisition we have additional propositions for home connected lighting systems of course with our interact platform we have the positions uh, let's say propositions for the professional market in terms of office or retail uh, but also for for road and street so we are leading in that let's say products and services space but i think we are also seeing quite a lot of opportunities then uh, not only to drive it from a where we create customer value, but also from how we interface with our customers. So creating much more of a digital platform, but also digitizing our intern processes and making sure that when we drive supply chain or uh, even when you're doing your staffing processes in HR, that you're supported by, by digital tools, analytics and information at hand that you need to actually uh, make the best decisions. So that's what we aspire. I think we are targeting of inflow of digital natives. But at the same time, I think we have a very strong heritage also of making sure that we help them to kind of gain the new skills that are needed for their future roles, right? Because a lot of people will continue to do the work they already do in terms of demand planning or HR business partners or finance business partners, but it will be more supported by digital platforms. So we're also bringing existing employees with skills on analytics or with skills on, on supply chain and integral demand planning to that next phase. And I, yeah, your second part of your question was indeed of how does it then also relate to how we work actually, right? And there clearly you see that the way we connect together as a global company has become much more easier. Uh, we talked about less travel. Um, now with Teams, for instance, as a platform, it's much easier to connect, to also to make global decisions and with Teams being much more dispersed around the world. It's easier to have collaborative tools where you put documents or presentations where you're actually working on this in parallel. So we see many of these tools actually supporting virtual team setups, actually helping us to avoid travel, but also increase efficiencies in how we work together. So I think in that sense, uh, we see a lot of benefit to the new digital uh, platforms. Excellent. Now, I would like to ask you five alternative questions. And these are five questions that I have for you as a person that have nothing to do about Signify or being a great place to work. It's just about you, Mark. Are you ready for that? Well, I must be, right? So uh, <laughs> sure, sure. No, always looking forward to the unexpected. Great. What is a skill that you have that might surprise your colleagues? Something you can do well that, that other people might not know about you. You don't get a chance to show it at work. I think you should ask my kids, but I'm famous at home at least. And my kids are a little bit older now, but when they were younger, I'm famous for bedtime storytelling and especially coming up with fairy tales where they could actually give me ingredients on how the story should be, what should be in the story. I always gave them the opportunity uh, when they were small to come up with three elements that should be in the story. I made up a story uh, before bedtimes. I'm great at uh, improvising and storytelling. That's Excellent to hear. Yes, I have a, uh, a background in improvisation, so it's always nice to meet a fellow improviser. Next question. Where would you love to travel? Where's a place in the world that you have not been, but when travel restrictions have are hopefully a thing of the past, you would love to go? I'd actually planned last year, we had planned, uh, me and my wife, we planned a trip to Canada and really to explore the, uh, the Rocky Mountains and the fantastic nature of Canada. Um, I've been there business-wise, but not uh, enjoying the outdoors. Um, so it's still my bucket list. I think we had to cancel the trip last year, but it's still there. And we love to go hiking. I love the mountains. 
it's a bit maybe ironic being a true Dutchman. Mm. Um, and I think there's hardly any flatter country, but I, I always have the feeling I'm being born in the wrong country because there's no mountains here. So uh, Canada is my favorite uh, destination on the list. Well, thank you. Being from Canada, of course, uh, and that part of that part of Canada. But uh, yeah, Banff and Jasper are fabulous. So I, I'm excited for you to experience when you can. Question is, if you were to have a dinner party, what would you cook? Wow. Probably I would do a barbecue because I like the casual part of a barbecue. I like to be outdoors with friends, uh, just relax, uh, not too formal enjoy good wine, be a bit busy with getting the, the meat exactly right, but also people bringing different dishes often, right? So at least barbecues at our house, we invite people, people that take different salads or we prepare different salads. So you have a bit of a, a mixture of different things. You walk around, you have a nice conversations with different people, different friends, you mingle. Yeah. And it's relaxed. Great. And who would be one or two people either alive or or passed away who you would have at this dinner party so who's who are your dream dinner party guests at this barbecue of yours wow that's a tough one wow it would be great to have you know marco from boston i'm always teased by my boss eric rondola that i have the same acronyms mvb marco mark from boston marco from boston but and somebody like Marco, is, it's great to kind of have at the dinner party. I think he doesn't live too far away from us. He's still in the Netherlands. So, But if somebody had an exceptional talent and needed to reinvent himself also in life, I think after a career that lasted, I think, to his early 30s, doing new things, looking at some setbacks also, when he took on uh, training and coaching, I think, would be interesting to talk to him, get to know him and, and hear a bit of his life stories. That would be great. That's great. A great choice. And so you're a football fan then, I, I guess. In watching, yes, yeah. in watching. Sure. And, and who's your team? <laughs> My team is fine. It's, oh. it's, a, it's a poor choice. Yeah, it's a poor choice. I know, I know. But I'm, I'm originally from Rotterdam area. So I think it's, it's important to stay close to your roots. They haven't won that much, but at least they're, they're known for character, right? Certainly. So, um, okay, so that's, that's fair enough. You're, you're from uh, the Rotterdam area, so, so Feyenoord. Yeah. Now, I think there's just one or two more questions. One would be on the weekend or in the evening. Hopefully you don't work too much outside of office hours. And so how do you relax? Well, relaxing for me is family dinner, catching up with kids as far as they are home. We still have three, our three kids. We still have one at home and the other two are uh, living on their own, studying. So, but having them home, uh, having a nice dinner and catching up, it's a great way of, uh, of starting an evening. Normally before dinner, I will have to do some running just to clear the mind, get it, stay a bit in shape. Things fall into place when you're kind of having a busy day and while you're running and, and things somehow things always look smaller at the end of the run than at the beginning. So anything bothering you, go for a run and I think things fall at, in place uh, normally quite easily. And maybe the evening for a book or putting on some Netflix. That would be a nice combination. Sounds like an ideal evening. This is the last one. And Mark, what is a piece of advice that you have received maybe early in your career or maybe recently that's really stuck with you and helped you either in a difficult moment or something you remind yourself or find yourself telling others? I would say... One piece of advice I got 
quite early on, I think, is don't worry too much. Give your best effort. Trust on the talents that you've been given. And things fall into place. And, and you will make it work. Or you will learn from it. But worrying doesn't help. And I think you, we can always, I've been, I think, I mean, thought also by my parents that as, um, there's a lot of things that you can accomplish when you set your mind to it. And if you don't get it the first time right, there's often a second opportunity to, uh, to improve and to, uh, to get it better. That's a great piece of advice and a great note to end that on. So thank you for, uh, for sharing those, Mark. And before we wrap up, I want to give you the opportunity, if there's anything else that you, you want to share or anything else you want to say on anything that we've touched upon or maybe something that we've missed. No, I don't, I don't think we've missed anything. So uh, I think uh, thanks to Ryan for the great conversation. I think the only thing to emphasize, I think it's in, also in my, my role, right, as the chief HR officer or the chief people officer, I would rather say almost, is that we create a, an amazing company. That's something that we do together. And I cannot stress that enough. And I think together, and when we talk about being a great place to work, to create, together we are really creating a, a workplace where people belong, where people have impact and where you enjoy to have impact. Um, but we're also where we take pride, right? Where we take pride together in the company that we're building and the results that we're delivering. And pride is for me always a collective feeling. It's not something individualistic, but I think we take we take even more enjoyment when we do things together. So I enjoyed this conversation together and want to thank you for that. Well, the feeling is mutual. Thank you for taking the taking the time. I appreciate getting to know you and what you do a little more closely. And I know those listening did as well. So thank you very much. You're welcome. It's done. There it was. My conversation with Mark van Peisterfeld, Signifies Chief HR Officer. I hope you liked it. I had a nice time chatting with Mark. I found his answers very revealing. Got to learn a little bit more, a little bit more depth about what Signify does on an HR front, why it matters so much, and what the future holds. Did I learn what the future holds? Maybe, maybe not. Mark does not have a crystal ball, but he does have a vision for the HR role at Signify. And I hope this episode has given you some insight into Signify's great place to work frontier and why that is so important that it's one of Signify's five frontiers. Now, here's what you can do. If you're enjoying Speaking of Signify, stay tuned. And by stay tuned, I mean subscribe in your podcast app to this podcast and write a nice review on iTunes or wherever you review podcasts. Say how much you like my voice and give it five stars. Speaking of Signify is executive produced and hosted by me, Ryan Miller. The team includes Iman Faruqi, Martin Kottmeyer, and Fanny Kovacs, with production assistance and guidance from Lloydy James Lloyd and Jonathan Gruber. The music is by... Sasha Hudemacher, the music maker. We'll soon be back with another episode when once again we'll be speaking of Signify.